Did you you didn't watch it, did you, Joe? No. Yeah, uh, you would hate it. Buffalo Bill, won't you come out tonight? Are we going to do a show here? I don't think so. I'm rolling. Well, tell me when. When what? When you're rolling. Rolling. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 540, January 18th, 2021. 48 degrees on this day in 1891 and 36 below in 1887. Do you think in 1891 they said, man, remember four years ago and it was 31 below? <laughs> now it's 48 degrees in 1891. That was when you play the music. Yeah, this is not right here. <laughs> Somebody was in here with the gremlins. Mm-hmm. This is where, we do this the is where the music starts. That's interesting. I hear the song. Good thing I'm distracted doing other things. Otherwise, I'd be hopping mad. Yeah. <laughs> the thing won't stop. Hang on a second. Uh-huh. Here, we go. here we go. Here we go. Are we ready? In 1891. Yeah. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Kenny, you were in my uh, St. Paul neighborhood today. What did you think of the streets? <laughs> I'm surprised I got out of there. Amazing. I, Just I, amazing. Good thing I've got Schoon over on speed dial. Oh, man, oh, man. I haven't I have seen a salt tires. or a sanding truck. <laughs> I haven't seen either. I, I have snow tires, but they ain't ice tires. And, brother, you are glare ice over there on Main Street. Oh, it's worse than glare. It's moguls and humps, and everything's glared on yeah. top of the moguls and humps. Yeah. It's hey, just ridiculous. But don't worry. We got a nice bike lane by 8 Mill Road, and, you know, we're sitting pretty. And we got a lot of the other stuff to worry about in St. Paul and the roads, Joe. It's it's further proof that the people in the salon have no identity with with, with the citizens of, of the city and what they're putting up with. We're, we're, yeah. I don't pay enough tax dollars. You can't send a sanding truck around here. This is amazing. It's truly amazing. Now, I, I'm sure they said, well, we didn't plow because it was only two inches of snow. Well, that, that's not the point. It, it was two inches of snow that became rain that became ice. You should have been proactive and have done something about it. We got mm-hmm. nothing yeah. done. Yeah. I did practice space management, by the way. Remember, I was doubting whether I should. Well, of course I did, and it's a good thing. Otherwise, the driveway would have been nothing more than the same as the street. Mm. Uh, and that was the first thing I looked for, and... Uh, my hat's off to you, man. My seafoam hat is off to you. You yep. did a nice job. Yep. <laughs> well, you had to do it because then you're betting on either the sun to take care of the rest or sublimation, which yes. occurs when it's so cold that uh, some of that stuff just disappears miraculously and magically. I don't know how it's done. I believe, I'm looking it up right now, I think we're going to have a warm day coming up this week at some Wednesday. point. Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, yeah, 37. Yep. Nice, nice. I went to the state capitol on Saturday, and I went to the state capitol on Sunday. And on both occasions, I saw nothing, which pleases me. Uh, plus, you couldn't have got close to the capitol if you wanted to. There was perimeter fencing. There were National Guard Humvees, St. Paul police, guys standing on the steps of the capitol, alarm, uh, law enforcement on the steps of the capitol. And this turns out... Uh, that nothing took place anywhere in the country. Yeah. Well, that's Which good, was, though, right? 
is, but it, it makes you, you wonder. It makes you wonder. What, Here it comes. Here it comes. Well, what, what, what was the evidence to put the fright of God into the American oh, public? That's not what I thought you were going to say, but you're right. It would be fun to hear that evidence. My angle was, where were they all summer and fall when we needed you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Pelosi bitching about the National Guard earlier in the summer and now commending and, you know, big-upping them. But, well, it gets me you know. thinking deep thoughts on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. Let me preface them by pointing out that there was an, uh, an inauguration rehearsal today at the U.S. Capitol. A little run-through. Right. And, but they called it off and ordered everyone participating in the rehearsal to shelter in place in the Capitol. Right. Because there was a fire six, seven, eight blocks away. However, it just says several in the paper. Right. Several blocks away, it turned out to be a fire in a in a homeless encampment. Are we on such a razor thin edge that you're going to call off a, an inauguration rehearsal because down the street there was a fire that had nothing to do with an inauguration rehearsal? Yeah, that's are, are the are the that news might... gathering institutions generally speaking setting us up for four years of? Uh, Believing that half the country is is bent on the destruction of America, 74, absolutely, well, absolutely. 70, Seventy-four million people voted for Trump. About a thousand of them are nuts, and they wear horns and demand an organic diet and cry for their mom when they're in jail. <laughs> right. I know many, many, many people who voted for Trump. None of whom have any intention of disrupting America in any way fathomable. They're not going to Washington. They're leading their lives. They're, they're, the guy they voted for lost. That's the, that's the people I know. There's about a thousand nutcases. And they, and I think what's happening is news gathering institutions, generally speaking, are lumping all those people together as crazy. And it's not plausible. It's not plausible that 74 million Americans are nuts. It's not plausible. People voted for Trump for many reasons, uh, to get us out of the Paris Climate Accord, which he did, which will be the first thing Biden does the minute he's sworn in, is get us back into the Paris Climate Accord. Okay, that can come up later in the show. I guess the larger point I was trying to make is uh, maybe the peace that was experienced over the weekend was not at all unusual. Right. In other words, in other words, why should we have anticipated that state capitol buildings were going to be attacked around the country? It didn't oh, happen. Suit. They were using it didn't words. Right. They were using words like credible threats. Mm-hmm. And it was Imminent coming from the FBI. Coming from the FBI. Right. But I, I, isn't this just? And the answer to your, your question is yes. What they're trying to do is cancel anybody that's. A Republican conservative or doesn't fall into line with their way of thinking. We, we've seen it already with uh, celebrities and other well-known people who dare show up uh, at, at any kind of Trump rally whatsoever. Go back to your, what, what, what was the opening of your just, the statement you just made? 
Uh, I don't know. You, you don't remember as do I go. He wasn't listening to himself. <laughs> yeah. it was just, I was marveling at the sound of my own voice. But they can't. It's not plausible uh, to uh, to corral seventy four million people and condemn them. Uh, well, that's what they're not doing. Plausible. There's a thousand. Uh, of course cases. it isn't. Of course it isn't. But that's what they're doing. But also, like you said, w- around every capital in these in the United States. There's not enough people to go around. Yes, there's a, there's a thousand people that feel that way, but in Missouri, in uh, you know, well, you're Utah. absolutely right, Matthew. And oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Gather protesters, and most of them that will oh, gather. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, what I've noticed more and more frequently now in the last week or so is um, stories and verbiage that says there basically says the fractured Republican party with no acknowledgement at all about their own disastrous side antifa and and the like they, they don't even acknowledge that no. the state capital in madison wisconsin did get attacked okay. wow. where did you see that well willie burks 44 of madison wisconsin drove up the exterior steps on martin luther king jr boulevard around the exterior of the state oh, house just before 9 30 p.m he then left the capitol grounds and drove against traffic before parking his vehicle he was completely hammered had no idea where he was and drove up the steps of the capitol i saw that like old doc larson in my hometown once a year he'd drive through a storefront because he hit the gas instead of the brakes that was the extent in madison you had willie uh sounds like he's the town drunk it was his third dwi willie burks 44 Whoa, hey, how you doing, Willie? Then he drives against (laughs) traffic, and boom, there he is. You know, Willie just, Willie just like Otis has his own key for the cell. He just walks right in. in. The cop said, oh, damn it, it's Willie again. (laughs) No, there was no. uh, uh, I don't expect uh, there to be either. I don't don't expect there to be any major unrest at the inauguration. I don't either, because again. 74 million people, among them, are about a 1,000 nutcases. Anybody who was in the Capitol is a nutcase. It's, it's mil, isn't it? 74 mil? Yeah, what did I say? Yeah, yeah thousand, but thousand. 74 but million it. people. Yeah, we knew it. You well, and all of whom are your friends and your neighbors and your relatives. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go to the, they're not wa- marching to Washington. And they've mm-hmm. already scooped up the ones, you know, Mr. Braveheart or the guy that was carrying the, the podium. They've, those are the extremists, and they've already grabbed those guys. But, but guys, to them, the entire Republican Party is that hooplehead with the Viking helmet on. Yeah, This that's, is the point I've been trying to make since the show started. It's not yeah. plausible that 74 yeah. million people are wearing the, the horns and a fur vest and demanding organic food in jail. That's not <laughs> 74 million people. No. <laughs> It, I didn't the, know you were going to be this good today, Joe. It's the brunt of the of America. Uh, that the, the, there's 75 million Biden voters, 74 million whatever it is Trump voters, all of whom are are for the main part are getting along today. They're getting along. So who is setting up this idea that uh, state capitals were under risk and uh, the inauguration is under risk? And now we're vetting, we're vetting national guards around the country. To ferret out anyone who the guard uh, might determine is an extremist. 
I, I guess that's a wise thing to do. And it, you know, generally speaking, you don't want a bunch of extremists in the National Guard. But it's my prediction they're not going to find many. But we're, we're I, and then here this fire, this fire. It doesn't it 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 sets up the idea. Shelter in place. We could be in danger. There's a fire several blocks from here. It sets up the idea of this perpetual hysteria that that must be caused by Trump people. That must be mm-hmm. caused by them. Mm-hmm. No, some poor homeless people probably had a faulty propane tank. Right. Boom. Has oh. nothing to do oh. with the inauguration. It's not nothing. the Klan? No. It's not supremacists? No. Oh. No. 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 How, how do you like the headline in today's uh, strip above the fold? Far-right protesters, mostly no-shows nationwide. Far-right. They don't mention any of the far-left out in uh, Portland that are planning uh, riots and destruction. No, they, it, so this, this. This, is, this is, unfortunately, in great measure, this is the invention of news-gathering institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good for clicks. Uh, the news-gathering institutions, unfortunately, have become addicted to hysteria. Uh, they believe that there's a, a problem that they must be on top of. And, and so what was created over the weekend, basically, was a, a problem that proved not to exist. Hmm. And I don't believe... There are there are uh, uh, dens of iniquity holding back and plotting some disaster on Wednesday. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I believe this country. Here's another way to look at it. I believe this country is more eager to get along than the news gathering institutions would have you believe. I would 100% agree with you. Yes. We just want to go to work. We want to get a vaccination. We want to get back to normal. I think the majority of the people in this country just are, are going to say to their neighbor, "How you doing?" Uh, and let's go here. I think they're more. We're more eager for for unity than the political class is capable of delivering to us. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, out in central Minnesota, uh, Fishbach is being canceled. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she was absurdly uh, Trumpian, just ridiculous. I think I, I have no, I have no uh, deep fondness for her position. But she got elected, so you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, Trump, and uh, she, she beat a Democrat that the Democrats didn't like because mm-hmm. he was too far right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just can't get away from it. We can't get away. You turn on well, the news. And, and, and Trump's behavior is exacerbating this idea that it's very easy for news gathering institutions to continue to play this game of warning, 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 so long as Trump's behavior has been so unpredictably bad. If, if none of this would have happened, if he would have said two months ago, congratulations, Joe, I lost. Right. You don't have any of this. Right. None. None. But he's been foul about it, just terribly foul about it. And uh, the countdown is now what? Forty-eight hours. Where uh, are we on impeachment right I now? I think it's silly. I think you're wasting your time. Go away. Just let them go away. The only reason to do that is to bring more angst. And uh, well, you're going to spend. In other words, you're going to spend the first 
few weeks or months of, of Biden's term not doing the people's business, not doing the people's business, but settling their own scores with this guy. That's right. what they're doing. And forgetting then that you are not bigger than the office. They are the salon squared, aren't they? Yes. They are just the salon squared. All yep. of them. All of them. Yep. All of them. All of them. I guess on day one, Joe uh, wants to sign about a dozen executive orders. Uh, Biden's transition team revealed Saturday that the incoming administration would sign executive orders regarding climate change, immigration, student loans, coronavirus. Incoming Biden Chief of Staff Ron Klain sent a memo to his staff on Saturday outlining a 10-day plan of action. Included in the memo, uh, the Biden administration declared it would address four overlapping and compounding crises. The COVID-19 crisis, the resulting economic crisis, the climate crisis, and a racial equity crisis. What climate crisis? And again, I don't want to spend four years of the Biden having to point out the obvious, but what, cli- what, what climate crisis? What's the temperature supposed to be today? What's um, the climate crisis? 21. <laughs> there isn't a climate crisis. There isn't a climate crisis. There isn't a racial equity crisis that hasn't at least been manufactured to represent a racial equity crisis, but there's no racial equity crisis. There's no climate crisis. I'll give you that there's a COVID-19 crisis because the same people who tell you that there's a crisis delivered the crisis by failing to get you the vaccine. Huh? Yep. Yep. Biden is also opposed to the... uh, uh, Keystone XL pipeline, he'll deny that permit. So that oil will not go to Americans. It will not provide American jobs. It will, it's going to go somewhere. It just won't be going to America. Well, yeah, right. It's physically there and physically has to go somewhere. Biden will sign executive orders to return the United States to the Paris Agreement on Climate Change, which Trump withdrew from in June 2017, which I was, I was terribly pleased that Trump did that. Every once in a while, Trump threw something at the wall, and it was correct. That's nothing more than an economic agreement among world leaders to punish the United States. It falls under the rubric of locks or for honest people. We'll do every damn thing they tell us to in the Paris Agreement. You think they're in China? They're going to do that? In India? In Indonesia? No, the honest people will. And so we're going to uh, create this mythical situation where we get the temperature to be one degree below what it was prior to the Industrial Revolution. B as in B, S as in S. This has nothing to do with the climate or environment. It's a reordering of the world's wealth. It's that simple. And Trump noted it was unfair to the United States in 2017, and he was correct. It is unfair. Because China and India are going to continue laughing at us. They have no intention of... uh... Hell, China's inventing ways to create their own weather systems. (laughs) That's right. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I got to mention something I saw the other day. It's something to really think about. Oh, come on, Joe. You can find it, buddy. You can do it. It's you right can there. Do it. You can do it. Check under that page. Check under that one. There it is. Got right. it. Right under Got there. it. Told you. Right where they by the coffee steam. I was alerted to a piece in uh, uh, collisionweek.com. 
that the hazards of electric vehicles are often insurmountable when those vehicles are in a collision. While storing post-collision damaged electric vehicles, body shops are told to have a 50-foot perimeter or surround the damaged vehicle with a fireproof barrier to protect other vehicles and structures. Mm-hmm. Most important, anyone who is near a damaged EV is at risk. Fire, rescue, tow drivers, vehicle owners, and repair personnel. Because they they can cause a fire hazard at the drop of a hat. So we're going to we're going to use electric vehicles to save the climate, right? To save the earth. So we won't pay any attention to the specialty minerals that have to be mined, often by children being taken advantage of. We won't mind the hazard to property or people should it catch on fire, and you can imagine the lithium poisons that are be released in the air. Mm-hmm. You can't dispose of them. What are you going to do? You're going to, have to dispose of them like nuclear waste. You have to bury them somehow. But this is great. This is going to save us because... The, uh, the salon knows better how America needs to lead its life than we do. Hell, he's yes. already talking about shutting down the uh, pipeline. Said that's that's going to happen right away, right off. He just the said bat. that Keystone. He yep. he wants yep. to deny the permit for the Keystone pipeline. Yep. Well, that's a kind of a rough way to get off to Unity, isn't it? I mean, right. not not everybody sure who is. favors the Keystone pipeline is a nutcase. I yes, they are. Have, According to the left, they are. They're madness. I want those jobs to go to the people on the Gulf Coast. I want those jobs to go to people on the way stations, including in Minnesota and the Dakotas. Yep. And I know I want, you don't pay attention, the, Joe, but uh, Rook and I do. Gas prices have already gone up, what, 25, 30 cents yep. here in the last month. Two twenty nine, up from 202. I paid 218 yep. today for regular. Oh, smart shopper, Joe. Do you have a coupon? No, and guess what I bought? What do I buy uh, you, one time a year? Oh, uh, one lottery ticket. I did. Because she's did. what seven hundred million or something for Wednesday night, or is yeah. it tomorrow night? Yeah, I your take home cut of that. Is, I, Rook, re- I don't. You do this all the time. Three fourteen. It's tiresome. It's tiresome. Yep, that's your check. Three fourteen. Right. You, you are going to retire the staff, aren't you? You're going to yes. retire us, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. If I win, you each get a hundred bucks. All right. <laughs> Pizza Swift kicking the ass, right? That's right. Uh, Such, I'm at the point in life where that would make a huge difference. Actually, <laughs> I look at it this way: I got a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah. Win or lose, I either win or I don't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What you know? I figure once a year I'll risk two bucks. Mm-hmm. Cheap insurance. But getting back to the gas prices, I I found them favorable. I, I didn't think they were outrageous at all. But up from yeah. up from two dollars though they were they were at two for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one ninety eight. Well, yeah, I tend not to pay attention only not because I have a lot of money, but because I have a theory. If I run out of gas, what am I going to do? Not buy any because it's right. too expensive. Right, you're, you're in. You're I, in the matter. I've what. said this a million times. There'll be a price at which I would refuse to buy gas, but we haven't come close to it. So there will be a price where you will refuse to take your uh, drive to work, your your fake drive to work. <laughs> there is a there is a, 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 a monetary amount that will not allow you to take that trip. 
The New we York were Times has now done that ago. story. The New York Times has now done I know. That. Oh, the Wall Street Journal has now done that story, and today CNN did this story. Hello, uh, the mayor of Garage Logic invented the fake drive to work. Okay, once again leading <laughs> the pack. To, something to be proud of. Nobody gave helm. me any credit. Nobody gave me any credit. No, they really the fireworks did. Fireworks commissioners steering the ship. That's right. Pulse right. on the wrist of the nation. You know, we were at that point a few years ago when it cost me uh, just over $100 to fill the truck up. You remember? I've never paid that in my life, but then again, you have a big gas tank in that thing. Yeah. Do you remember one. when my timing was way off and I went and rented from Hilltop Trailer Sales the camper and went to South Dakota? Yeah. And that's right about the time that gas was about three ninety five per gallon. My timing yeah. was way off. That's too much, yeah. Well, uh, in May, Biden campaign policy advisor Steph Feldman said in a statement that the candidate had strongly opposed the pipeline during the Obama administration and will proudly stand in the Roosevelt Room again as president and stop it for good by rescinding the Keystone XL pipeline permit. All right. Opponents argue it will stimulate oil sands development contributing to climate change. No, not really. Canada's oil industry argues the project is needed to supply heavy crude to U.S. Gulf Coast refineries who need the oil to replace declining volumes from Latin America. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do when the well runs dry? There's a, there's many of the, you know there's 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 many many Americans who would prefer that we have the Keystone Pipeline. There's yeah. many Amer- there many many Americans. Count. There are many, many Americans who see the folly of the Paris Climate Accord, who see the absolute folly of it. It's just preposterous. We're going to take, we're going to, we have imaginary dials and we're going to turn them and tweak them and, and all of a sudden the temperature is going to be what the salon thinks it should be. One degree above what it was prior to the post, the industrial revolution. Are you, these people are out of their minds. You're out of your mind. Local. I had red Savoy Friday night. Why do you do this? How'd that go? That was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, Did you mix it up? uh, uh, Did you run down there? You know you're doing it all wrong if it's not just double sausage. Original recipe? Lots of questions. I got the Red's House uh, special. uh, It was bacon. uh, Not bacon. It was uh, pepperoni and... uh, and the olives and sausage and the whole deal, and it was wonderful. It was absolutely it was. wonderful. Red Savoy Pizza. I used the uh, Snelling Avenue location in St. Paul. Red Savoy started in 1965 over on 7th Street with uh, uh, Red, well, his name was Earl, Earl Red Schoenheider, and now Reed Daniels has the franchise, and uh, he's been warned. He was warned by Red, don't you take any issue right. with this pizza. You leave, that, you. you leave that recipe alone. So they've been soda style since 1965, S-O-T-A. Cut in square, just the way it's supposed to be. Thin crust, wonderful toppings. I really enjoyed it. I saved enough to have lunch for uh, on Saturday. So there's a Red Savoy now in Apple Valley, Blaine, Burnsville, Egan, Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville opening in Feb, Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park, downtown St. Paul, east side of St. Paul on White Bear Avenue, St. Paul on Snelling, Vadness Heights in Woodbury, and uh, don't forget you can sign up to get the Red Savoy app, and that'll uh, get you some bennies like uh, 
oh, some cheese bread, a pizza on your birthday, happy yeah. hour pricing. It's just wonderful stuff. It really is. It's been around a long time, and there's a reason for that, that original recipe. Red's Savoy. From his drive to work. That takes about 37 seconds. Here's Joe Souchere. Oh, it takes me, I, I got it down to seven minutes. So you got it down to seven minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe up to seven. Up to seven. Up go. to seven. Now we got it. Depends if I want to catch the weather or not. <laughs> Do you have that fanfare ready, Matthew? Come on, give me a real fanfare. We need a big one. I'm gonna you can't find it that fast. No, I got it. I got it. I got it for you. I got it for you. Give it to me right now. Here you go. Your troubles are over with seafoam. This was going to be so huge. You're wearing a seafoam hat. (laughs) It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. That is our GL tagline for our brand new partner, Seafoam. I couldn't get along without it. I couldn't get along without it. Do you remember this? I'm not sure if you do, but I asked you months ago now if you use seafoam. Of course, the first thing you did was scoff at me. Do you even listen to the show? Right. And then you (laughs) gave me the rundown and all the different cylinders you use in it. It was about as uh, fascinating as a town ball story. Uh, But then I asked you, Joe, encapsulate for me. Give me your opinion of seafoam. And you dropped this million-dollar phrase, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. And you're so right. Gas is just garbage these days. It stays fresh for about a month, and it starts breaking down. Uh, and I personally, I know, Joe, you've got a ton of seafoam stories. I, I have a bunch, too, uh, including a fresh one that just happened here within the last month. It revived my stupid ice auger that I really, really neglect. Uh, and I know the GLers also have a bunch of seafoam stories, and we're going to get a chance to tell those stories over the course of the next 10 years. Because uh, last week I, I tweeted a picture of the entire line of seafoam products on uh, Twitter. Got a bunch of nice responses, one from BTO, and I love this. It's the only product he uses in his 1970 Merc Cruiser 120. And then Ripcord Todd, he said it all when he said, and, and this is the truth right here, it's... He said, this stuff is miracle juice. And Todd is right. It's so good. It's it's gas treatment voodoo. And it's I got not two just... cars I have two cars right now laid up. They're they're uh they went to bed with sea foam in each tank. Well, that's what I was gonna get to. It, it, not only of course it's great for storing cylinders and geologists have been doing it for years, but I use it in my snowblower all winter long, especially winters like this where it snows so infrequently. Mm-hmm. It just keeps everything fresh. And what I've learned is there's a wide range of seafoam products, including, and I've made the switch, seafoam deep creep penetrating lubricant. That has replaced the WD. No more WD Ooh. in my chem cabinet. Uh, and possibly the best part of seafoam, it's available everywhere. That's right. all caps and underlined everywhere. Just in my little hometown of half a thousand people, we've got it at the hardware store, the convenience gas station, and the close to the public Krabby Coffee Shop. So, GLers, I want you to stay tuned and start uh, sending us your seafoam stories. Some I, I've seen some guys pour it as the engine is running on their small engine. 
they dump it right into the carb and it cleans out all the carbon on the top of the piston. It's amazing. So uh, start sending us those stories, uh, GLers. And let me say it. I've got to say it one more time as we go here. It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It's seafoam. I almost find... It's one extreme okay, or the other. It's one extreme or the other. And seafoam, you're not going to get that every time either, just so you know. <laughs> Go ahead, I have Joe. a. There was a piece in the Wall Street Journal Saturday <laughs> by Robert L. Woodson Sr. and Joshua Mitchell, and the headline is "How the Left Hijacked Civil Rights." I have emailed oh. both gentlemen and uh, would be very pleased to be joined by either one of them any time. Basically, you know what this article says? And it says it far more eloquently than I've been saying it. But it basically says to black America, you have got to wake up and quit asking the left to do you a favor. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I want to read a couple of paragraphs of this. Uh, Woodson is a veteran of the civil rights movement. He's the founder and president of the Woodson Center and author most recently of Lessons from the Least of These, the Woodson Principles. And Mr. Mitchell is a Washington fellow of the Claremont Center for the American Way of Life and author of American Awakening, Awakening, Identity, Politics, and Other Afflictions of Our Time. And again, it's half the page, five columns. I cannot read the whole thing to you. Civil rights organizations and their leadership, as well as the Congressional Black Caucus, need to wake up before it's too late. A faction of black leaders has been silent about or complicit in the takeover of the civil rights movement by the radical left. The effect of this is not to glorify black achievement, but to crucify low-income blacks who are represented in national media outlets by their worst-behaved members and bear the brunt of the attacks by the woke, radical left on the cities where they live. Justice for black America cannot be achieved by framing it solely through the distorted lens of the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and others in fatal police encounters. For every unarmed black American killed by the police, hundreds are killed in neighborhood homicides. Those who call for the defunding of police departments, such as leaders of the official Black Lives Matter organization, are silent about this inconvenient truth. They have a narrative and cannot let the facts get in the way. Their story is that the whole of American history is stained and the whole of America must be overthrown. When citizens declare that they support Black Lives Matter, do they share its opposition to the nuclear family, its objective of, of abolishing the police, and its view that the Christian cross is a symbol of white supremacy? These positions of the organization, language that has largely been scrubbed from its website, in no way improve the lives of black Americans. They give up on black America and encourage its needless suffering. Mm. Oh, this is just fascinating. Like all Americans, blacks have triumphed over the circumstances only when they have adopted bourgeois values, such as hard work, respect for learning, self-discipline, faith, and personal responsibility. What is the radical left doing to blacks when it comes to the, the uh, uh, hard work, respect for learning, self-discipline, faith, and personal responsibility? Black kids in schools have been disabused of every one of those basic tenets of a successful life in America. Mm -hmm. Been disabused of it. Black parents, I've begged you for 
going on 10 years now. You've got to show up at school board meetings. You've got to do something to quit telling these people, don't do my kid a favor. You are turning my kid into a less than. You are you are expecting nothing of him or her. That's damaging. It's just damaging. And here come these two brilliant guys to point out or corroborate what I've been saying, saying for years. <clears throat> like all Americans, blacks have triumphed over their circumstances only when they have adopted bourgeois a virtue such as hard work, respect for learning, self-discipline, faith, and personal responsibility. In the 19th century, Frederick Douglass found reading to be the key of his own personal liberation amid slavery, and he understood that whites deliberately withheld literacy from blacks precisely because it was so valuable. Bourgeois oh. values drove blacks to build the powerful religions, fraternities, and other voluntary associations that helped them thrive in the worst days of Jim Crow and cultivated the extensional, I'm sorry, the essential virtues of the next generation. There would have been no civil rights movement without this. But radical progressives now insist that such virtues are the legacy of white supremacy, colonialist values that reflect the continuing bondage of blacks to oppressive Western culture. The only authentic expression of blackness in America, they claim, is the opposite of bourgeois self-restraint and discipline, indulging in the passions of the moment, whether anarchic, uh, anarchic rioting, insulting teachers, or other unsalutary forms of expression. The radical left, disdaining exhortations toward work, family, and faith as respectability politics, argues that blacks should feel free to indulge their true nature, echoing the age-old white supremacist notion that said nature is a violent, lascivious, and incapable of self-restraint. The left is not your friend, never has been, mm. and never will be. Never has been and never will be. Uh, the uh, You can look this up yourself. The authors are Robert L. Woodson Sr. and Joshua Mitchell. It's called How the Left Hijacked Civil Rights. And that was the Post? Wall Street Journal Saturday. Jur oh, Journal, right. Of course it wouldn't be the Post. That's stupid no. of me to say. Uh, another great paragraph. Tellingly, leftist elites teach their own children the values of working and studying hard, even as they encourage behavior among blacks that will make sure they remain uncompetitive. By the time young blacks today discover, as did the slaves of Douglas's time, that freedom understood as do whatever you feel like is no way to build a worthwhile life. It will be too late. The fruits of the civil rights Civil rights movement's hard labor, teaching the young to be so self-disciplined that they were able to resist responding in kind to hatred and abuse from whites, will have been lost. We must turn away from the present course, which preaches despair rather than hope. Black achievement must be glorified. The crucifixion of black America by the radical left must halt. There is a grander, more fruitful future for us all. I think that was, I, I, said, I wanted to read this on today's MLK Day. Because uh, King paid a heavy price for his hope. and uh, Well, it says right here, King paid a heavy personal price for his hope that America was redeemable. Twice his home was bombed. Once his wife and daughter were nearly killed. Surrounded by hundreds of angry armed uh, black men after that bombing, he discouraged retaliatory violence. He was assaulted several times and jailed as well, but he remained steadfast in his commitment to nonviolence. He united black Americans behind the proposition that racism is evil in itself, not simply because white people visited 
it upon blacks, and all that must um, unite to combat evil. He warned us about the self-destructive path of violence, not only for blacks, but for the whole nation. So, uh, I don't hmm. think MLK would be appreciative of how this, how his movement has been hijacked. Whether it's in the failed academy, in politics, uh, where have you. Uh, blacks, the left treats you as though you are not supposed to excel, as though you are not supposed to achieve. Well, now, they treat you like you're not capable of it. Right, right. It's a sin. It's a sin. As Don't I even try. what a sin is, it's a sin. Yeah. It's just harmful. It's degrading. It's disingenuous. It's condescending. It's frightful. And it's you're going to hear a lot of it. And I'm sorry, in the next four years, you're going to hear a lot of how the radical left really has the answer for black America. Black America, they don't have the answer. You do. You do. So, as Patrick would say, happy MLK. Hey, how you doing? It's, uh, let's get her going here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, I mentioned before I, I... You know, in his quote, what's his famous quote? Uh... Don't be judged by the color of your skin, but by the content of your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, the content of your character, that means just exactly what you've been talking about, the social contract, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, when you're when – you're, the thug life is is bad. And that would there be – that would mean – I know I'm not really out on a limb there, but that part has never translated. So the, the guys that are – uh, in the gangs and the guys that aren't, you know, they can't, you no, can't no, have let it me, both let me, ways. Let, let me help you. The the radical left precisely judges people by the color of their skin and not the content of their character. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're doing exactly what he said not to do. Yeah, he, they're doing mm-hmm. the opposite of, of his speech. Mm-hmm. Opposite. And it's already tough, and, and they've made it all the more tough. Because all the they, more of think, a struggle. they think that hard work, family, personal responsibility, are merely white dynamics, colonial dynamics, oppressive dynamics. So the black population in America is being disabused of the idea of the family, of faith, of morality, of ethics. And many blacks, of course, resist this because they see through it. They see it as B as in BS as in S. They're being sold this BS that these these are white traits that have been passed down through the ages as though there's something wrong with them as though there's something wrong with self-respect personal discipline faith loyalty to your family personal responsibility nothing wrong with that at all but it's been couched now it's been framed in terms of those are racist concepts because they have come from patriarchy well white privilege mm-hmm mm. <clears throat> I wish I was president for just about a month. <laughs> so you could undo everything that's going to be undone Just to get a couple of these speeches and then get a ride on an aircraft carrier. Yeah. That's what I want. Yep. Warren Buffett didn't come from white privilege. Warren Buffett came from a broke-ass family mm-hmm. that turned 10 cents into 15 cents and 15 cents into 30 cents. And look at Warren Buffett today. And there are many black stories like that. Oh, They're just absolutely. not being heard. Right. Yep. Because it doesn't fit the template of how the progressive Mysterians wish to view black America. Yep. We're worse off today than we were 40 years ago. 
without a doubt. Because the Mysterians are gaining too much ground. And Joe, worse off right now today than we were last year on this very day. Right. So if I win the $750 million uh, Mega Millions? Yep. Yeah. What should I do with the money? What should I do? Well, you should retire your staff. No, yeah, you should really. I I want to buy a chicken coop. Wouldn't you rather be doing a podcast with that bankroll? In October 2018, somebody won 1.5 billion. Wow, was that the biggest ever? I didn't even know that. Yeah, that was the record. 1.537 billion in October of 2018. What are you going to name your private jet? You got to put a name on the nose cone. What are you going to name that thing? Deacon Blues. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The Rusty Scupper. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide. Call me Deacon Blues. Yeah. I want a name for the winners of the world. I want a name when I lose. Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a horrible Steely Dan uh, <laughs> drug it's right not, now. Just, it's not horrible, but no, I, it's just it is hard. It's hard to get out of. It really is. Why did it's you just? Did you just learn to use the saxophone? Yeah. Okay. I play just what I feel. Got it. I drink scotch whiskey all night long, and I'll die behind the wheel. Boom. Yeah, on your streets, you will. Yeah, you will you'll, on my streets. You'll be stone cold sober when you slide right in front of that garbage truck. So the, when is this drawing? Oh, it's Friday. I would name the plane Josie. No. Isn't there one during the week? Josie. Josie. Oh, from, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mega Millions next drawing will be held Friday. Oh. No, right. Tuesday's Mega Millions, Powerball's Wednesday. Yeah. There's what did I thought it was Tuesday today? and Friday. What did I buy? What you, ticket did I buy? You probably bought one for Tuesday night. Go for five. You're going to get about 110 yeah. bucks. We'll see you later on that. Gee <laughs> Wasting your money. <laughs> you go right on down to Red Savoy and buy a, buy a pie or two. <laughs> for everybody in the room. Oh, man. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. my ticket has a Powerball number. Is it's it just a bunch of numbers. <laughs> you didn't no. buy it. the wrong one. Then. What the hell? What? Lucky for life. <laughs> I even screwed that up. North Star Cash. It's got like 23 grand in it. Well, what? It says the Mega. <laughs> yeah. So what's the one I want to win? The yeah. Mega You want millions? the Mega. Mega's the big one right mega now. Mega or Powerball. Yeah, Powerball. Okay, that's really Friday. Big. That's Friday. The Powerball will draw numbers for its $550 million prize Wednesday. Wednesday. There you go. But Tuesday, Tuesday night is the next mega drawing. Next uh, see, mega drawing. This is why drawing. I don't play this. I'm already tu- Tuesday night. Yeah. And Tuesday night's drawing. Tuesday night. That's when uh, Rook becomes a millionaire. See? I'm done with this. You. <laughs> You'd abandon us. You'd listen every day, though, wouldn't you? I'd Hell come. no. Are you I, kidding me? You know what I would do, I though? Got, I got we, nothing to be mad about. When you got back to the state fair, I would, like Cleopatra-like, have people. I'd be sitting on the throne. I just I would walk back and forth by the uh, the front the front porch and just say, Hey, guys, look what I bought today. I am so confident that someday I'm going to win the uh, lottery. I've already put out feelers, and I've got people... On uh, retainers, uh, Mary, our business office uh, manager, yep. mm-hmm. she's going to be working for me. Uh, you guys are going to have to find a new credit card, uh, excuse me, credit union, because both of those gals are going to work for me. Okay. And then there's a, a sport and lawn shop up in my hometown. All three of those knuckleheads are going to be on call seven days a week. Just, just like that. Yeah, they're all working for Kenny. <laughs> well, now I'm confused because I don't even know what the hell I have a ticket for. You know what? Why don't you give? I'll come and pick up your ticket, and we'll see. I'm glad we don't have a pool. 
Like a yeah, lotto no pool. Kidding. That would not work out. We'd be backstabbing and everything. Oh, I know that oh. was the ticket I was going to use for that one. Where were you we, know we, we were, have a. We were so at odds that we were going to sue each other before the drawing was right. even we held. Stand each other even the last time we did that. <laughs> you know we have a musky lure controversy. The foot one. Well, yes. Why? Uh, we've been crediting you with. The prospect of a musky lure in the shape of a foot. Yeah, who's trying to take yeah. credit for it? Bill Stein. Billy. On Friday's show, Some Kind Soul inquired about the musky foot lure. Rookie proudly took claim for it. Yeah. However, may I direct your attention to page 38 of my book, Tales from Lard Lake, which is somewhere on your nightstand. Yes, it is. Yeah. The whole oh. story is there. As I recall, we milked that bit for about two weeks. I submitted that you two may have played some small part in the lure story and agreed to pay you each 20% of all profits and send you each a check for $2. I have the stubs to prove it. And he oh, attached boy. the story. I he remember him sending stubs. $2. This was his idea, not yours. I'm still taking credit for it. And then Jim Wolf writes, Please see the attached sketch I whipped up uh, while watching the second win of the season for our Minnesota Wild. It is a start to rookie's musky lure and a million-dollar idea, according to him. The first lure is named for the inventor, of course, Rookie himself. The second is the Fred Flintstone lure, because Fred only has three toes. And the third is the Uncle Hulka, a homage, uh, an homage to Sergeant Hulka in the movie Stripes. I suspect Rookie will yeah. get that reference right away. Yeah. Use this as you wish. Yeah. And he sent drawings, uh, almost like architectural drawings of how the, the lure will look. I think it's Bill Stein's to be marketed and had, and we're in for 20%. That's the it. best we could do. That's fine. That's the best we could do. Sergeant Hulka was our big toe in stripes. Isn't he the one that said, calm down, Francis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> calm down, Francis, before he <laughs> goes psycho on him. I have no personal reporting, but the town ball meatloaf was launched at Grunhofer's in Hugo on Friday oh, okay. at 3 o'clock. Oh. Uh, no I'm reports? Sure. I'm sure it was a huge success. It's meatloaf with bacon in it. Oh, my word. This is at uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, where the uh, new addition is taking shape rather quickly. The new meatloaf is on the shelves, the Town Ball meatloaf, and all of the great, great products you've become accustomed to, the tomahawk steaks and the sirloin and the brats and the burgers. Where did I? I just got a note about the belly burger from uh, Gary in Mendota, who said, Dad, do they grill up nicely? They just grill up nicely. Is that name? That's got to be named after me, right? Belly Burger? It probably that's is, a, yeah. That's a Kenny deal. And there's Rookie Burgers, and uh, there's Brats, and there's Jerky, and uh, it's just fascinating. Cheese, seasonings, it's all at Grunhofer's, where now that new Town Ball, meat bo- Town Ball Meatloaf is available. Grunhofer's in Hugo. <laughs> Three clicks. Three clicks. Three. So, he celebrates Martin Luther King Day just the way he wants. It's Joe Souchere. I'm going through salt like uh, whatever goose eat goes through a goose. <laughs> so, I've been at Fratelloni's twice in the last 72 hours getting new. Uh, salt to spread around. Uh, and I had a thought on my... I did a walk yesterday, and it was very foolish of me. I, I, it, I 
it was foolish to attempt to walk yesterday. Oh. It was not, it was too dangerous. And I ended up walking in the street because the bicycle lanes are pretty good. They're plowed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, but I was thinking, you know, Remember one of my inventions that, that my million dollar ideas was shoes that would would uh, uh, dispense salt as you walked. Yeah, that and was as a... you walk along, you know, you, salt would squirt out. See, in and theory, it's great in theory, but the logistics of that uh, really well went even, nowhere. Even that's got to be some pretty fast acting salt. Why not make it sand? So every time you kick a foot forward, a little bit of sand comes out of out of your toe because. Half a second isn't going to give enough right. time. Right, and I was just going to say, be high acting, high acting salt, high, yeah, fast high acting, acting salt. This is yeah. the government salt, uh, the stuff they keep off the shelves. But or you got he... it, you got it around your vest in a pouch and you, with a string, and then maybe you just oh. pull the string and it yeah. dumps some salt on the ground. But they make the coolest little—they're like rubber deals with cleats on that slip over your shoes or galoshes or boots or whatever your grandma called them and you can literally walk on bare ice with these things. yeah the mailman no i had a pair and i can't find the mailman wear those I don't yeah know they yeah were. I don't they're they miracles but the 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 fatal flaw with your salt. uh salt spitting <laughs> shoes hey, what's is, in the backpack suchi boy <laughs> yes is, you would already be beyond where you were it would just be it would help people that were behind you right and then, There's some problems and then, with it. And then he'd stop to talk to somebody, and about eight, eight pounds of salt would spew out as he's standing there Feeding chewing the, geese. the fat. <laughs> yes. There's only one way to walk on the ice, and that is to not get cocky. You right. get cocky, you're going down. And yeah, do the shuffle, gotta, of course. Yeah, you got to shuffle. Yeah. But man alive, it's, I shouldn't have, I almost went down three times yesterday. And I, I just can't afford to. I just can't afford to. But Fratelloni sells something. It's grit. It's not just salt or sand. And that's the stuff that just hooks into that ice and allows you to just keep walking wherever you yeah, want without slipping. Big, you've always been big on the grit. The grit's good. Because well, everything else something. Hit, go ahead. Being a wise hardware store guy, Mike has laid in a lot. You, you, you need salt? They got salt. Yeah. I, mean, I like salt. I'm a grit guy. Um, I'll try grit. I'll try anything. Have you guys been by any neighborhood rinks over on the east side at all? No, my rink that I keep checking is Groveland, and that kind of got destroyed during yeah. that two inches of slush we got last Thursday. And that was the pristine. Ruined the streets. Pristine yeah. prior to that. The rink by my house is, I think they're having their best year ever. It is phenomenal ice down there. Really? I really wish I didn't have such fat feet. I'd be down there right now, huffing and puffing and pick up giving skates, myself a heart attack. Up. Lace them up? No, I'm past that okay. point, Matthew. Gotcha. <laughs> I have a note from uh, Mike, who uh, is a member of the Royal Order 21sters. Mm, he lives just a bit outside Duluth, but he's now wintering just a bit outside of Phoenix. Oh, nice. He said, get the scan buck ready. During Friday's podcast, while you and the crack GL staff were discussing baseball cards, Reavers referred to the multiple image cards of the 90s as hieroglyphic cards. Uh, I I believe what he meant to say was holographic cards. Yes, I said something. Unless, of course, King Tut really did play for the Cairo Mud Hens (laughs) in 2000 B.C. Just saying. Good luck. No, nope. he's absolutely right because not only do I remember saying it, I listened, re-listened to the podcast, and I said something like, "Huh?" Yeah, yeah. 
Hieroglyphics. Isn't that what we saw? And I let Egyptians? it go too. I just didn't know what he was talking about, isn't so that, I just kept my mouth. Isn't that the language they carved on the inside of their tombs? Yes. Yeah, the that's what I popped into my head. It was like, and then this thing, this dude, you know, when you do the Egyptian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Moonalonga, South Africa. That, 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 we're going to have to change that. That does not roll yeah, off the not, tongue. Uh, Mumbai is better. Yeah. Well, this is where Tom Lyman is right now. Okay. How about if you uh, say formerly of Mumbai, yes, India? Yes, right. In 1892 on this date, Frank Hibbing arrived in St. Louis County to test for a mine at the site that would eventually bear his name. So Hibbing's mm-hmm. only that young, 1892. Wow. And in 1887, boxing great John L. Sullivan broke his arm in the first round of a fight with Patsy Cardiff in Minneapolis. But the bout continued for five more rounds before a tie was called. And what? What what is the distinction of John L. Sullivan? I don't know. Bare fist fighter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In 2014, what's that, seven years ago? Yeah, what did we do? Demolition of the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome began on this day. Boom. Wow. January 18th of uh, 2014. How happy were you, Joe? You finally got your, I was right. Yeah, I did. I was right. A little late in coming. Way going. too late. For yeah, that's lost really him a job. Way too late. <laughs> it all worked out. It, it worked, worked out. out. It all worked out. You landed on your feet. I think so. I think so. Uh, all right, GLers, a little brief today, I guess, but it's uh, it's MLK Day. We're going to celebrate. Yeah, there is not a soul in this building. Well, there it's is Pat a- and myself. There wasn't Friday, and that wasn't MLK Day. No, no. They, I'm going to stick around just ever so briefly for MNST because I have a bone to pick with Roycey and his awful, awful taste in movies. Buffalo 66? Yeah, yeah. Is Pat in the building, Rook? He is. He's down the hallway, so I'm going to send him a text so he'll come out. And uh, I think he was ready for a 115, but we'll do a little bit earlier. Say, if you're looking for other podcasts to entertain you and inform you, you can do that with PodMN. Download the app on your smartphone, or if you want to go old school, you can get it on your computer as well. It's PodMN.com. That's PodMN.com. That'll wrap up this Garage Logic version on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Do we say happy? Happy Martin Luther King Day, baby. Uh, yeah. Solemn? Yeah, we do it. We do it. Happy, we do it. Solemn. Yeah. Do we get to cel- do I celebrate that tonight? I think so. Mm-hmm. Kind of an extension of New Year's Eve. I Maybe. think so. All right. Catch you on next time, bros.